0: Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell. Not Matthew Cox, Daniel Pedro with you here on this Monday morning. Good to be back with you after you've had a wonderful weekend. Hope you did anyway. Broadcasting through SCN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland and SCN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. You can text 0457 736 736, And that is before breakfast with Vossie and Bradford. Brandy for Listers in Queensland. You'll get the first hour of Vossi and Brandy, and then it will be Pat and Heels in a couple of hours. Uh, we will, but just off the back of that NFL coverage, we'll continue that flavour uh, through this show as well. Chris Perkins will be on the line from America in about 15 minutes to talk all things American sport, not just uh, the NFL, but we'll keep you across all of that over the course of the next hour. What about the weekend of sport? Heaps to get through. From the rugby league to the basketball, boxing, cricket, rugby union. We'll get to all of that. And we'll do a bit of a score update because there's been a lot of stuff happening overnight as well, which we'll get to shortly. Um, and plenty more to get through on this Monday morning. It is Monday the 16th of October. one 300 1170 our open line number. Or you can text 0457-736-736. Off and running Monday morning. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best stand, install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Before we get to some of the news of the day and look back at the weekend that was, we'd like to know, what were you watching this weekend? What was the highlight of the weekend for you in terms of sport? We had a lot going on over the past 48, 72 hours. We'll get to the rugby league in a second. We'll talk a bit of cricket shortly as well. But we also had the Everest on Saturday. Now, I have to say, and we might start there, the scenes, and I was watching it, as I'm sure a lot of you were, on Saturday afternoon. Um, The scenes at Randwick, was the seventh Everest to be run, absolutely packed. It was a nice day in Sydney, which quite obviously helped. But I think even if it was a bad day, raining, I still think you'd probably have quite a few people there. Um, And just before the race was ran, they had pictures of the crowd they panned right across the crowd especially at the general admission area um, and it looked fantastic if you're out there and, and what I think Peter Volandis has done a very good job of and racing New South Wales is and we talked about this last week nothing compares to the Melbourne Cup and I don't think anything will compare to the Melbourne Cup the Melbourne Cup Is the race that stops the nation, and we didn't talk about this with Matty Cox on Wednesday last week, but we might have a chat with him about it on Wednesday this week. Definitely, is the race that stops the nation. But G Racing, New South Wales, and Peter Valandis have done a good job with the Everest. Were you out there? Did you watch it? And from someone who was out and about in Sydney on Saturday night, post races, I think the race has finished about five or five thirty. The city and the surrounding areas, I know the eastern suburbs around Coogee um absolutely packed great night out uh for everyone great day out i suppose for everyone that was at the races uh, and probably continued into long into the night if you went did you enjoy it would love to hear from anyone that did go but what was your highlight of the weekend was it that was it the rugby league to see some footy back on the tv was it the basketball was it the boxing was it something else that I'm missing o four five seven seven three six seven three six our text number or one three hundred o one eleven seventy. What was the highlight of the weekend in sport for you? What did you enjoy the most? Now, cricket overnight. We know Australia are going to be in action tonight against Sri Lanka. Looking forward to watching that and an important match for Australia as well. But just before that, overnight England, who, if you cast your mind back four years ago, won the Cricket World Cup, and that remarkable final against New Zealand. They've gone down to Afghanistan. Now, Afghanistan, off their 50 overs, didn't actually see out the whole 50 overs. They're out with one ball to spare So mate as well. have uh, made 284. England, all out uh, in 40.3 overs for just 215 runs. So Afghanistan winning by 69 runs. And England now, having lost two matches, a bit like Australia, uh, in three. We'll see if Australia can at least get a win against Sri Lanka tonight, and that's not going to be any easy task. So what about England going down to Afghanistan? Now, it has to be said, look, Afghanistan are not the worst cricket team in the world, especially in white ball cricket. They have been competitive for quite some time now. But still, a pretty big upset in terms of where you would think these two nations rate heading into the game last night and overnight. So I want to ask you this morning, on the back of that, this may not go in the top 10, might not even go in the top 20, but some of the great sporting upsets of all time. We did this about 18 months ago when the Tigers beat Parramatta on that Easter Monday clash. So I thought on the back of that, a uh, whole heap of new listeners since then, the great sporting upsets of all time on the back of Afghanistan beating England overnight in the cricket. We'll ask Chris Perkins if he has a suggestion too. one 1170 our open line number, or you can text 457 736 So the great sporting upsets. What did you enjoy over the course of the weekend, as I say, Australia are going to be in action tonight against Sri Lanka. Uh, that will take place at 7.30 tonight. We'll have a chat with Paul Dennett on Wednesday. Middle of the week, Australia in action a couple of times throughout the week. So we'll have a chat with Paul on Wednesday to wrap up this game. Um, we weren't going to – he did offer, but I said uh, for tomorrow morning, I said, no, just to get your sleep because uh, he did very well the other day. Up at, what, th- uh, 3 – well, he's watching it until 3.30 and then up at about 5.30. So we'll give him a bit of a break. He'll be with us on Wednesday but uh, I don't know how confident I am about this Australian team against Sri Lanka. They can turn things around. We know they're capable of doing so, but let's see if they do. Uh, so that'll be tonight. But great sporting upsets on the back of about uh, on the back of England losing to Afghanistan. And as I say, that's not the biggest upset of all time. Afghanistan is a good cricket team, but still, you'd have expected England to win, especially as they are the reigning World Cup champions. And how having lost two out of three, maybe in just a little bit of trouble. So great sporting upsets. one 30 or 0457. 736-736 is our open line number if you want to get in contact with us. 7 past 5 7 past 4. one 011 0457 736 736. Now, also overnight, rugby union World Cup. And we had quite A lot of uh, games being played over the course of the weekend. Some very entertaining games as well. Now, I have to say, I only caught highlights of all of these. But yesterday, uh, just before we get into what has happened overnight, uh, yesterday, Argentina, coached by Michael Checker, into the top four, into the final four of the Rugby Union World Cup. 29 points to 17 over Wales. Well done to Argentina. Heartbreak for Ireland, wasn't it? Against New Zealand. Uh, but you never write off the All Blacks. All Blacks 28 over Ireland 24. Ireland ranked number one heading into this year's World Cup. It was a good game. A lot of Irish fans there. But New Zealand uh, getting up over Ireland. So heartbreak for Ireland. Overnight, now England 30 defeated Fiji 24. England 30 over Fiji 24. And there's a game coming up at 6 a.m. between France and South Africa. Uh, that'll be at 6 a.m., the first semi-final will be this coming Saturday at six a.m. our time, with Argentina taking on New Zealand. England will either play France or South Africa. Did you catch any of the Rugby Union World Cup over the weekend? Uh, some good games. Uh, of course, the Wallabies not being featured, and it will be intriguing to see what happens this week with Eddie Jones. That story gone a little quiet, hasn't it, over the course of the weekend. But interesting uh, on the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald today uh, in Sydney uh, saying that New South Wales rugby bosses say historic decision to enter into a shared government's model with Rugby Australia in which the Waratahs were owned by the governing body was to show leadership and take the first step in making bold and necessary changes in Australian rugby. New South Wales Rugby, league, uh, rugby had confirmed it has become the first member union to enter into an agreement with uh, Rugby Australia's head office. Uh, under the push for a new centralised governance model, in which Rugby Australia is negotiating with uh, state unions to at least take control of all high performance systems and structures, uh, with varying varying levels of buy-in, Rugby Australia is also discussing taking over the five Super Rugby clubs, including all aspects of commercial and corporate questions uh, operations. Sorry, so yeah, going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Uh, However, New South Wales Rugby, the biggest and oldest state union in Australia, has agreed agreed to cede uh, the control of the Waratahs to Rugby Australia. So interesting to see what happens. No doubt. Look, no doubt, in my mind, in most people's mind, uh, there needs to be a complete overhaul of Rugby Australia. But that Eddie Jones story, we know it popped up the middle of last week and no comment over the weekend. But I'm pretty sure we're going to hear something over the next 24, 48 hours in regards to the future. Of Eddie Jones. So that is going to be very interesting. Did you watch the Rugby League over the weekend? Of course, great to see some footy back on at the TV. Look, the games were pretty convincing in the men's. Australia, very good. And even though it was the Rugby League World Cup final uh, last year, these two teams, vastly different teams. Both teams are really vastly different teams. Australia, almost a complete different team, apart from a few. And Samoa a different team as well, too what they fielded against Australia in the World Cup final last year. In the end, Australia 38 over Samoa 12. Uh, good performance. Australia, as we thought, and as we, as a lot of people thought, started off pretty strong. Samoa, they showed some good touches. And what about Sue Falongo? Um, only played one game for the Melbourne Storm this year, and that was the round 27 game against the Brisbane Broncos when the Storm rested a lot of players, as did the Broncos. He was a standout that night. And he was very good on Saturday night in a losing side for Samoa. And it is going to be intriguing to see what Craig Bellamy does with Suha Falongo uh, next year. Of course, played fullback for Samoa on Friday night. But Craig Bellamy has Ryan Pabenhausen and Nick Meany to think of. It will be a tricky decision if Folongo, and look, we don't want to go too quick on uh, players because we've seen in the past where players have had raps um, and been talked about as the next big thing. And that does bring a lot of pressure onto these players. And we know when they're young, they could have a brilliant couple of years and then maybe go a little downhill or a quiet year the next year. So look, we don't want to put too much pressure on him, but you'd think he's going to be playing first grade on a regular occurrence sooner rather than later. But Craig Bellamy, at least uh, for next year, who knows what happens with the Melbourne Storm after next year, but at least for next year, has a tough task to figure this out. He was sensational, as I say, on Saturday night. And you'd have to think, even though the Storm do have Ryan Pappenhausen and Nick Meaney, you'd have to think that at some stage, very, very soon, he has to find room for him in the side. Now, maybe it is off the bench. As an impact player, player, as a utility player. But gee, he was good on Saturday night. What did you make of uh, the Samoa Australia game? And then yesterday, if you tuned in and watched the game, it was on uh, Fox League. Papua New Guinea 46, and Channel 9, Papua New Guinea 46 over the Cook Islands 10. Uh, not a surprise result there. Papua New Guinea at home, much stronger side than the Cook Islands. Cook Islands scored a couple of tries. Nini McDonald. Uh, Very familiar to the NRL world. Scored four tries for Papua New Guinea. That is a record for Papua New Guinea. So well done to them. 46 points to 10 over the Cook Islands. Did you watch much of the footy over the weekend? Did you watch all of it? Where do we put international football right now? Um, and, And it is interesting. Just speaking to a few people over the course of the weekend who love their rugby league. We'll watch it week in, week out. I spoke to probably about three or four people about this over the course of the weekend. One of them said, yep, definitely going to tune in, definitely for the Australia-Samoa match. We'll keep an eye on the Papua New Guinea-Cook Islands match. Said, loves international football, we'll buy into it. The other three said, uh, if it's on um, and I'm at a pub or maybe at home and just flicking around, I will watch it, but I haven't got great interest in it. And that's from three people who will watch rugby league, four, five, six, seven, eight games week in, week out. So it is interesting, and I'd be happy to hear from you this morning. What's your buy-in? Are you, are you into what we're seeing with the Pacific Test Championships over last weekend and the next few weeks? Do you buy into the international footy world as much as you do the NRL for the first, well, for the 30, 31 weeks that that is on throughout the year? I think, and maybe I could be totally off the mark with this, and I kind of hope I am, I, I think obviously interest, and I think there'll be greater interest when we get to the final and, of course, Australia play New Zealand not this weekend but the week after in Melbourne. I think it's the Friday, uh, Friday night game at Amy Park. Clearly interest. Obviously there's interest. Um, and I'm one that says we need to play more, and I've said this before, we need to play more international footy, not less the more you play international footy and not just Australia and New Zealand and Great Britain and even you can now throw Tonga and Samoa into it but all uh, the other nations as well the cook islands papua new guinea uh, teams like that France the more they play the international rugby league games the more chance we have to grow the into the sport internationally and make it more competitive is it all any at any time is it going to be perfect who knows um But I just have the feeling that, yes, there's interest, but not as much buy-in to International Rugby League as there is to the NRL or State of Origin. Look, I could be wrong. And maybe one of the factors to that is that it is at the end of a very long season. And clearly it's a long season for the players, first and foremost, who play the top players, may play and the Penrith players, the Broncos players that feature in these teams, they play, if you throw Origin into it, upwards of 30, 31, 32, 33 games throughout the season if they get through all those games injury-free. But maybe even just as fans, it is at the back of a very long season where you are so invested in your team, you're so invested, I reckon, in the NRL generally, that when it ends and then you have that week off and then you do get some rugby league back on, but a lot of people say, and look, Fossey and Brady had texts on Friday morning about this, a lot of people say that once the NRL is ended, they're kind of looking forward to the break. Um, so what do we reckon? Is the buy-in there for International Rugby League? And if not, if you're not as interested in it as some, why? Why not? Next weekend, New Zealand will play Samoa. That'll be Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. at Eden Park. And then Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m., it'll be Fiji taking on the cook islands uh and then of course in the women's uh, pacific championships over the course of the weekend the jillaroos who dominated the world cup last year uh, they did beat new zealand but only by six points quite a competitive match up in townsville jillaroos 16 over the kiwi ferns 10 and then we had samoa 26 over fiji 12 next weekend uh, in the women's championships uh, we will have new zealand uh, playing Tonga at 1.45pm on Saturday. Then on Sunday, it'll PN- be PNG up against the Cook Islands. So what do you reckon? Do you buy in? Did you watch the Rugby League Internationals over the course of the weekend? And if not, why not? Why, if, if you don't have as much interest in it or no interest at all, even though you may love Rugby League, would love to know why. 0457 736 736 just on Rugby League as well. Uh, well done to Wigan. Looked like a great crowd at Old Trafford uh, about 24 hours ago now, winning 10 points to two over the Catalans. We know Mitchell Pierce, as we mentioned last week, was playing his final game of rugby league. Doesn't go out a winner. Uh, Mitchell Pierce, Sam Tompkins, another person retiring as well. Another player, very good player. Of course, spent some time here in the NRL with the Warriors uh, a few years back. Uh, but the Wigan too good for Catalans, ten points to two, fairly low-scoring game. But well done to them. Uh, basketball, Sydney Kings got the win yesterday. We'll talk all about that as well and update you on the basketball. The netball, of course, was on yesterday. Good win by Australia. The boxing, so much to get through. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy on the agenda this morning. What was your highlight of the weekend? What took precedence in your household over the weekend? Or was it one of those weekends where you may have watched three or four different sporting events? Would love to hear from you. one 300 11 70 457 736 736 Afghanistan beating England in the Cricket World Cup last night. Now, not the biggest upset ever. Afghanistan are very good at cricket, especially the one-day game. But still, to beat the reigning World Cup champions, that's a pretty big upset. So the great sporting upsets of all time. Can be locally here in Australia, can be overseas, can be from recently, can be for a long time ago. The great sporting upsets of all time. And International Rugby League, did you watch it over the weekend? And what's your buy-in? And if you don't like it or you're not as a, you're not paying as much attention to it as maybe others will or maybe as you do throughout the NRL season, why not? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 11 70. We'll take a break, come back with more texts, calls, and we'll cross to the USA and speak to the great Chris Perkins. It's 19 and a half past five, 19 and a half past four in Queensland. Monday morning, Trade's News in a Nutshell. Past five, twenty four past four in Queensland. We'll chat to Chris Perkins in just a second. Don't forget we're here for Red Smoke Alarms. Think Red Smoke Alarms. Think Red Smoke, Alarms. Think Red Smoke Alarms.com.au and Amir Safety, your Australian owned workwear and PPE provider. One of the other things that were on that was on over the course of the weekend with the Roos up against England at Wembley. We talked to John on Friday about it. We'll have another chat with him on t- uh, tomorrow morning about it. Uh, they lost Australia one nil, but Uh, From what I saw, and from all reports, uh, pretty good performance by the Socceroos. England winning at the end, uh, 1-0, goal to Ollie Watkins, but... Uh, apparently a very, I saw highlights. And from those who watched it and hearing Graham Arnold speak, it was a pretty good performance by the Socceroos. They'll play at New Zealand a bit later on in the week as well, Wednesday morning. So we'll keep you across that. Just a text before we go and have a chat with Chris Perkins on International Rugby League. Uh, No name on this, but number ending in 061. Says, morning, Dan. Uh, In regards to the international footy, I actually really love it. It's great to see those Aussie guys dressed in green and gold uh, make the hairs on the back of your neck stand up as well as all the other countries. It's good to see the guys that will play well for the clubs during the year. uh, Sorry, it's good to see the guys that play well for the clubs during the year get rewarded and pay for uh, play for their country. It doesn't get better than that as a sportsman. It is interesting, isn't it? Because in rugby league, thank you for the text. In rugby league, most people would probably say pinnacle of the game is playing for your state, either New South Wales or Queensland, because we're in a situation where State of Origin is probably outside of the grand final. It's viewed upon, now, whether you agree with this or not, um, and I have my own thoughts on it, that we'll get to at another point in time, but Origin is viewed as the pinnacle of the game. It's an amazing three-match series. It basically gets all the media talk for the six weeks it's on for. So that is an interesting one that in rugby league, you'd probably arguably say the greatest achievement is to play for your state. But in most other sports, the greatest achievement in that sport is to play for your country. I can't think of many other sports, maybe our next guest could maybe think of one, I can't think of many other sports where playing for your country may not be viewed upon by some as the pinnacle. Now, you don't know what the players are thinking, you can't go and ask each and every one of them but it is an interesting one where rugby league is a little different. Uh, did you watch the international game this weekend? Did you enjoy it? And if you haven't brought into it as much as you would during the NRL season or as your club, why not? Are you a fan of international rugby league? As I say, I think there should be more of it played as much as possible to complete, uh, con- to continue to grow the game. Highlight of the weekend and this next topic that we're going to talk to Chris Perkins about. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Which we will get to in just a second. But firstly, as I say good morning to Chris Perkins, we always like to know where we're talking to Chris because he does get around the USA. He goes right around the country. Chris, where are we talking to you this morning? Good morning.
1: Well, last time we talked, good morning to you. Uh, Last time we talked, I was in... uh... I think Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, I am. I'm doing a full LeBron today. Mm. I am taking my talents to South Beach.
0: Your talents.
1: Yeah, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Mm. I have a delivery in
0: Miami tonight. Uh, now, nice. I had a friend. That, and I think we spoke about this actually. I have a friend uh, who was in Miami very, very recently, uh, the past week, I think. So, yep. what's happening? Anything exciting up there in Miami? What are, what's, What are we expecting today? Are you going to. Do a tour of Miami? What's happening, man?
1: No, all I'm doing is delivering about uh, 18 tons of meat Ooh, to a grocery warehouse. That's all I'm doing down there. Not playing tourist. This is all business.
0: You're not tempted to uh, cook the meat and eat some of it yourself?
1: No, I I don't have a grill with me.
0: Oh, that, that I don't is...
1: carry a barbecue grill with me. That is... uh, I, I just don't have the room in the truck for, for a nice barbecue grill.
0: That is – yeah, well, maybe one day, maybe one day. That is disappointing. But, no, enjoy your drive. I'm glad you're able to spare some time with us this morning. Now, before we get to the NFL – Uh, A lot of that happening. And the big story about the Super Bowl as well, which we'll get to in just a second. Talking about great sporting upsets, uh, the sporting Afghanistan beating England in the cricket. Now, Afghanistan, as I've said a couple of times, if you're just tuning in, they're not the worst cricket side in the world. In fact, they're pretty handy at one-day cricket. But England, of course, the current one-day World Cup champions. Have you got any great upsets for me in the world of American sport or just general sport?
1: Uh, Well, how about... Uh, I got several actually. Go for um, it. Not to pile on, not to pile on England. Lately, <laughs> of course, uh, I'm totally piling on England here. How about the 1950 World Cup?
0: 1950. Were you going US, back a long way? It,
1: USA won England nil
0: Ooh, in yeah. a group
1: stage game, uh, and, and this is back in the day when U.S. soccer was certainly not anywhere close to what it is today. And you know, even U.S. soccer today isn't. You know, the top of the world by any stretch of the imagination. But I, this, this was such a shock. I think, uh, I believe some of the newspaper editors thought it was a misprint Well, on, that's... on the, on the wire service. They thought it was England 10 USA 1.
0: Yeah, well, it it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. No, well, that's what I was going to ask because we spoke um, during uh, the World Cup, just before the World Cup last year, where England did play the USA in a World Cup match. I was watching it, I think, in Glasgow, I think it was, and that that was a nil all draw. But uh, I suppose the difference now, and look, you'd still, if you ask people what is the better football nation, uh, is it England or the USA, you'd go England. And you'd probably be right. But the USA, in terms of uh, men's football and the international team, at least, has come a long way um, and very competitive in last year's World Cup.
1: Yeah, uh, and we've been competitive in several World Cups. Mm. We made a quarterfinal back in 2002. We made the knockout stages several times, uh, dating back to 1994. Uh, yeah, U.S. soccer has gotten a lot better. And, uh, by the way, England has mm. never beaten the United States in a World Cup. We've played Ooh, three mm. times, and one win and two draws for the U.S.A. against England. Ooh, okay. So just, that, a, yeah. just an interesting little tidbit there for you. Uh, another upset? Yes. How about in Tokyo back about 30 years ago? 42-1 mm. to one long shot Buster Douglas. Tenth round knockout of Mike Tyson, Ooh, the world yes. heavyweight champion, who was at the peak of his powers you could, in the late '80s and early '90s.
0: You could almost do a whole show on just great sporting upsets from around the world because there's just yes. so many of them, isn't there?
1: There are, there, there totally are. And you know that one. Nobody thought Buster Douglas would would put up a fight in that one, much of a fight in that one, uh, including apparently Mike Tyson yeah. and his. Uh, because they were so unprepared. Tyson had, had a, a big welt or a big, you know, his face swelled up yeah. and they didn't have a, a, a cold compress, the, the cold metal piece to try to, you know, try to knock the swelling down. They were using a glove filled with ice water. <laughs> try to keep the swelling down around his eye. That's how unprepared mm. these people were yes. for, for that fight. And it showed in the ultimate results a 10th round knockout for Buster Douglas. And, and my personal favorite, yep. the miracle on ice mm. in 1980. Team mm. mm. USA, four, the Soviet Union, three. It's a 1980 Winter Olympics in ice hockey. The, the four-time defending Olympic gold medalist the Soviet Union, beaten by a bunch of college kids. <laughs> Or, they made movies about that.
0: Yes, yeah. Well, all right. If you've got that, they're great suggestions. Three, we could talk about this for another half an hour, <laughs> I reckon, Chris. But if you've got any oh, yeah, suggestions easy. on the text line, a great sporting upset. has got a couple that have come through. We'll get to them. 0457 736 736 or 1300 011170. Also, any questions for Chris? He's with us for the next uh, 20 minutes. 0457 736 736. We do it for the Makita XGT Experience Professional Cordless Power. Without Limits, let's go away from what happened all those years ago to what's happening as we speak right now. The NFL, heaps of games on. Uh, Let's give a bit of a round-the-grounds update. What's happening over there, mate? Well, we've
1: already had one game in the books today. I'll give that to the second, though. Uh, Mm. Currently in action, most of these games already at halftime. Uh, South Florida, uh, it's an interesting one down there. Uh, Winless Carolina (laughs) has out 14 Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins have fought back to level the score, 14-all. Actually, they've taken a lead going into halftime, uh, 21-14 down at Hard Rock in Miami. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers, I told you a few days ago, yes. the, the whole flavor of the week thing, the flavor of the week. The 49ers were the flavor of the week this week. They are in a street fight with the Cleveland Browns up uh, in Cleveland yes. Uh,
0: I think uh, the phone line uh, in the south coast of America uh, and Miami has let us down we'll get back to Chris in just a second oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three01 1170 great sporting upsets as we said with Chris uh, there are so many great sporting upsets that we can uh, talk about um, and I would love to hear from you oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three01 I uh, would also like to hear about what the highlight of the weekend was for you. What did you enjoy uh, this weekend? 0457-736-736 or one 1170 I think we've got Chris back there. Just a bit of phone line issues. Chris, uh, pick up where you, were le- where you left off with uh, a lot of the NFL action going on. You are just talking about San Francisco.
1: Yeah, San Francisco and Cleveland, they are in a, in a street fight approaching halftime 10 Fresco leads that one. The other scorer's like it's Approaching halftime or just starting the third quarter, uh, Washington leads Atlanta 17-10. Vikings 12-6 up on Chicago at the half. Uh, Cincinnati leads uh, Seattle 14-10. Uh, that's just about to kick off the third quarter. Houston leading New Orleans 17-10 halftime. Jacksonville all over Indianapolis 21-6. That's a halftime score up in Duval County. Uh, and uh, earlier today, yeah, we're seeing the London Baltimore beat Tennessee 24 right, quarterback for the Titans had a game in the third quarter. Uh, an ankle injury had to be parted off. Uh, and Malik Willis wound up finishing that game for the uh, Titans quarterback. So uh,
0: some issues
1: for the Titans and the Ravens a much land over uh,
0: across the pond in Yeah, and just actually got a text about the Tennessee Titans, just as you uh, were talking about them. What do you make of them? And he, the actual text is Can you please ask Chris if he can trust or we can trust the Tennessee Titans? Uh, well, they lost. Can you trust them, Chris? Uh, so now Tannehill uh,
1: going down, he never questioned Brian Tannehill at quarterback.
0: Uh, all right, we're just having a few issues with that phone line. We might try and get you back on uh, the line, Chris. What we'll do is we'll take a break, a couple of texts. We'll get back uh, with Chris as well. 24 to six, twenty-four to 5 in Queensland. Good day, company. It is 19 to 6. Going to try and reconnect with a press... Uh, Chris Perkins uh, now having a few issues with the phone line. Chris, come in.
1: Alligators are chewing on the phone line, apparently. I'm in the middle of the Everglades.
0: Yes, so let, let's see. Look, let's see how far we can get into the rest of this uh, before the phone line uh, goes. If it goes again, we might just try it again tomorrow. But, uh, Chris, just a quick answer on that question from Jason before the break. If everyone can trust the Tennessee Titans... Yeah, uh,
1: I wouldn't even before this now possible issue a quarterback. They were they've been so dependent on Derrick Henry running the football, and, and today over in London he was bottled up pretty well for the most part. He did break out on a couple of on one or two nice runs. One was you know fifty-ish yards uh, in the, in the second half, but they did a really good job. Baltimore did bottling him up for the most part uh earlier today so uh and if they've got to go to Malik Willis uh that's going to be even more questions they're going to be even more dependent on Derrick Henry and the Titans are in trouble
0: yes uh yes all right now an interesting story that's come out about the potential of the Super Bowl heading elsewhere other than America fill us in on this one because I find this really intriguing
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you, I'm totally in favor of this. Apparently, all these sports leagues want to play in other countries. Mm. The NRL (laughs) is coming over here next year. The NFL has been playing in London for years. They're going to be playing two games in Frankfurt, Germany next month. But they are starting to talk about a little bit more putting their signature event in London, Mm. in in the not- ridiculously distant future. Mm. It, it would be at least three years down the road because the next three Super Bowls have already been awarded. But after that, you know, the possibility of a Super Bowl at Wembley yeah. Stadium. Roger Goodell talked about it at a fan forum last week about it, and said they are considering it. And mm. you know, that's you know part of you know part of why why they've done three straight weeks in London. Uh, this season, I mean, this is this, today was their third straight week playing a game in London. One at Wembley, two at Tottenham this year. Uh, so yeah, they're they are at least considering the possibility of playing the biggest game in the world, mm. the biggest American football game in the world outside of the boundaries of the United States of America. Yeah. Uh, logistically, it would be a little difficult because traditionally the Super Bowl kicks off six thirty PM US Eastern time. Mm. That wouldn't work in London, obviously, because that's eleven thirty PM over in London. Uh mm. so wouldn't work out too well. But they play it a little bit earlier. Play it, you know, kick off say eight o'clock in the evening in London. That's three PM US Eastern time here. That's not unreasonable to do. Mm. So uh, it's certainly something to watch for in the next three, four, five years.
0: And as you mentioned, Chris, and we actually, I think we were speaking about it just last week, that the NFL take games to uh, the UK, with maybe the potential of it coming to Australia at some point. I'm intrigued to know, though, what would be uh, the general reaction from fans in America if, say, in four or five years' time, the biggest game of the year isn't played in America? How, does that, how would that go down well with the majority of NFL fans? Would they be supportive of it trying to grow the game or would they be pretty disappointed and pretty annoyed, especially, I suppose, if your team is in it and you might not get the chance to go to it? That That's the
1: million-dollar question right there. Mm. I honestly don't know. Like I said, I'm fully in support of this because I, I would love to see a Super Bowl played at Wembley Stadium. Wembley, yeah. 90,000, pack it out, I, they, they pack out for NFL regular season games. They would have no problem packing it out for a Super Bowl. I have no doubt. But yeah, if you're a fan of a team and they get to a Super Bowl, the, the your cost of going to the Super Bowl just went up exponentially because you're yes. talking about maybe getting having to get a passport. London is not a cheap city to begin <laughs> with. No. Flights will be expensive over there. Uh, it, it would be a difficult thing to do, plus, in addition to the – of the ticket so I, I could see where there might be some pushback from NFL fans over here. The bottom line is the NFL is going to do what the NFL does because the dollar signs make sense. Now, Because that's what they always
0: do. Yes, and clearly uh, from America to London, uh, it is a shorter flight than it would be Sydney to London. But, yeah, I, I still understand. Mm-hmm. It's really intriguing just before we get to a bit of college football. It's really intriguing because, and it's very different because I know we know the Super Bowl rotates different uh, places e- each year. It's not in the set place. But you compare that to Australian sports with the AFL, which every year outside of the COVID years, every year uh, grand final at the MCG, same with the NRL. It's always in Sydney. But there has been talk uh, from an NRL point of view over the past couple of years about Peter Volandis wanting to move the NRL grand final uh, to the highest bidder. Now, whether that actually would ever happen or not, I'm not sure. Um, I'm one that thinks it should be a traditionalist and stay in Sydney. But look, he did. I'm pretty sure he did propose and whether he was being serious or not. Um, last year, he did say, look, I'd like to take it on the road. Highest bidder doesn't necessarily have to be in Australia. So, uh, and most of the reaction to that was, well, no, it's the grand final. There's tradition and the tradition is to play it in Sydney. Now, as I say, a little different because uh, it is not uh, the NFL. The Super is not in one place each year, but yeah, interesting. Interesting. If that ever happened in the NRL or AFL landscape, how it would go down. We may talk more about that on Thursday. And if there's any more further news about it, because I, I find that a very interesting story i got about two minutes, mate, two and a half minutes. So just whip through some of the college football scores over the weekend.
1: Yeah, I mentioned uh, right at the end of our talk uh, the other day, the Oregon Washington game yesterday.
0: It Looks like those alligators have... Uh, I know you're back, you're back. The alligators came, but you're back, you're back, Chris, you're back. Okay. Yeah,
1: Washington beat Oregon 36-33. Oregon, uh, again, Lanning, big mistake. He went uh, late in the game, trying to ice the game. They failed, wound up leading to Washington, scoring two plays later to take the lead, ultimately win the game, when Oregon missed the last-second field goal. Another unbeaten no longer. USC went to Notre Dame and got absolutely throttled by the fighting Irish. Forty-eight to twenty uh last night in South Bend. Some other scores. Georgia somewhat comfortable over Vanderbilt, thirty-seven twenty. They stayed number one. Michigan all over Indiana, fifty-two to seven. And the big result of the day yesterday, Penn State beat UMass sixty-three to nothing. In a game, I still can't figure out why it was even played.
0: Well, Chris, this has been a wonderful report. I enjoyed our Super Bowl chat. I think this could actually go down in, maybe it could win an award for the best cross of all time with the spotlight going in and out. But (laughs) you did a fantastic job as always. Now, remember on Thursday when we chat to Chris, uh, amongst all the other stuff that we're going to be talking to him about, we continue his search for an NRL team for season 2024 and beyond. Now, last week, if you weren't listening... Uh, we started with the Tigers. We thought we'd go from the bottom up, the ladder from the season just gone, uh, to give everyone a fair chance. Um, but Because by the time we get to Penrith, it'll be about <laughs> round one next year. So uh, and he, so we started with the Tigers, and he said the Tigers are a candidate, uh, actual candidate to be his team. This week, it'll be the saint Georgie LaWara Dragons. So get thinking, don't text in today, but get thinking about the pros and cons of being a Dragons fan. And if you are a Dragons fan, What's so good about being a Dragons fan? That'll be on Thursday. We'll see if the Dragons are a candidate. Chris, I look forward to that. We'll chat in a few days' time.
1: Sounds good. Have a good rest of your day.
0: Thank you, mate. Much appreciated. Chris Burkett's on the line from America there. Uh, One text here from James. We'll get to the others after the break. Uh, By the way, we do that for the Makita XGT, the professional choice for cordless convenience, unmatched performance, innovation, and power without limits. Uh, Talking great sporting upsets. Great upset from the NRL this year just gone uh, that you would have loved, Dan, uh, when the Dragons won 24 points to 22 over the Roosters. Well, I didn't love it, but thank you, James. What I did uh, remember about that game uh, was that was the first game after Atlee Griffin was sacked. I was out there, Ryan Carr took over, and it was a sensational try, um, which almost cost the Roosters a place in the top eight at the end of the season. Um, That was probably the Dragons' highlight for the year. But, yeah, it was a very... Big upset in the context of the season. Thank you, James. Great text. Uh, one 300 0, one 11 70 457 736 7, More texts in a second. 10-6 in New South Wales. 10-5 in Queensland. Breakfast not too far away. Don't forget Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12, and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Text of the Chookman. Hi, Dan. Jack DeBellin running around for PNG yesterday. Where does it end? Yeah, I think from memory he has a grandparent that was born over there. Yeah, look, we were talking about international rules uh, the other day. Uh, Another topic maybe for another day. But, yes, I think – Maybe, and I saw Mel Meninga come out on Friday. We talked about this. He needs that people just need to place, just need to pick one country and stick with it. I I, I kind of agree with him. Uh, Bondo Jack says, Dan, uh, the most tragic and hilarious upshot of BBL stars, all the spinners, uh, eight for 100 of four, causing England's demise overnight, is that Australia is not one frontline off spinner in India. Yeah, and only one frontline spinner at all. Oh. Um, in Adam Zamber. Glenn Maxwell uh, did well, but he's not a frontline, well-renowned spinner. And Big G says, Morning, Dan. West Tigers again. The Tigers beating the Panthers in Bathurst this year. Cheers, the Big G. Thank you for your company on on uh, Traders News today. Breakfast is coming up, though, with Vossie and Brandy. Queensland this year, you'll get the first hour of them, and then it will be Pat and Hills. Have a great Monday. I'll see you tomorrow morning from 5am, 4am in Queensland.